0: I like how I'm like, I don't remember where I live, but I do remember the Star Wars prequels. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, I'm
1: Brenna. And I'm AC.
0: And welcome I'm- to An Obsessive Nature, where
1: we're geeks, but we're also writers now.
0: Hello, it's Brenna <laughs>
1: and AC. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we've ever, like, uh, said
0: names in the podcast.
1: Yeah, we normally, my brain's just dead. Um, I did an interview with the, like, main person from Bling Empire and her Ooh. friend, um, and posted it today. And they've been sharing it on Instagram and shit. So That's our
0: awesome. website's
1: blowing up. Yeah. But, uh, Brenna, what, what do you start, before we start recording, was telling me that she's done her, um, second k-pop video dance thing and it's yeah. popping off as well i
0: posted it today and yeah i uh it, it got it's gotten a lot of use today already so yippee that's exciting <laughs> and that i mean, honestly like up. it's it's mostly just for me and i hope that's apparent like yeah. i don't even it just gives me something to do and like I don't know, and having like a whole month to like learn something that could take me technically just a day is super. I don't know. It's just like one thing I can do every day, kind of towards my goal. And I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good
1: and a good, good thing reason to move focus around.
0: Exactly. No, I
1: immediately understood it as something that is for you. as, <laughs> yeah. soon as I saw it. You know,
0: I, I was mean like, everything. Oh, this is yeah, so cool. Most everything I post is is, is for me. I mean, I also do want to make my feed look aesthetically pleasing, but you know. <laughs> oh, well, of course. I mean, <sighs> but yeah, I had before we get started for today. There's a couple updates. First of all, right before uh, we started recording, I got a text from my friend, our friend Brig, and he sent me a TikTok that was basically like it was the person who won the Danimals thing with Zach and Cody or with Dylan and Cole. Have you seen this TikTok? <laughs> Apparently, so this person, it was was the was the whole thing a cruise or was that a different sweepstakes cuz this one was a cruise so i, I don't think know think it was a they cruise they probably did multiple sweepstakes with Danimals. but um, speaking of Danimals, if you haven't seen this week's episode or i guess it would be last week's yeah last week's of WandaVision The commercial they do is, like, a Danimals one, but it is so fucked up because it's, like, the 2000s episode. It's so fucked up. (laughs) Because I just started watching it
1: with my brother, but I'm, like... I'm not spoiling. No, I mean,
0: it's... But the commercial is based on, like, kind of the Danimals, like, crazy, like, yogurt commercials from, like, the early 2000s and stuff. Those kind of commercials. So it was really cool to see that. But, yes, so this TikTok... Essentially, this guy got the winning, like, yogurt thing... And he mm-hmm. bought, he bought it in like a Walmart in Puerto Rico where he lived, but Puerto Rico was not eligible. So he didn't get to, he didn't get to turn in the prize. <sighs> like he didn't get to turn it in for the prize. So- <laughs> oh my God. I was like, that's
1: so, so tragic. Hard. So nobody won?
0: <laughs> I guess maybe just that one. I mean, there had to be multiple ones, but I guess not. I mean, that was, the whole TikTok was him just saying like, cause somebody, it was like a duet and somebody said, um, you know, who won this contest? And the guy piped in and was like, it was me, but I couldn't go or I couldn't meet them so damn I know, that sucks I know. um i know i recently the data. most recent oh, oh sorry
1: <laughs> oh, the most ahead. recent thing i i saw from about dylan and cole sprouse was i was looking at this instagram called siblings are dating um and they were featured on it <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs>
0: The second update is all I was going to say is that with everything coming out, I know we talk about Buffy a lot, with everything coming out about Joss Whedon, he can go fuck himself.
1: (laughs) I know. I've been trying to think of, so I don't know, did I talk about my tendonitis in the last episode? I think you mentioned it, yeah. Um, But that's still a thing right now, like, I'm kind of pushing my physical limit just doing all the stuff I have to do every day. So I haven't yeah. really been drawing, but I really want to make a piece of art in response to it because I feel like I should since that's yeah. like all I put out on my store and everything. Um, yeah. And also it'd be a good way to process it. But yeah, it's, it's um, I don't know if anybody hasn't heard about it, Joss Whedon, who has been a shady character, I think through the years, there's always been oh, sort yeah. of whisperings, but nothing substantial. Um, but he's been kicked off a Marvel Marvel production. Um, No, he was working on something he was. So he
0: directed the first two Avengers movies. um, And
1: yeah, but there's a TV show or something he's currently working on. And that's how stuff started coming. out.
0: Okay, I don't know. I think it might because then but then he started working on DC stuff. And like he screwed he was Mm. kind of known for screwing up the Justice League movie, which now they're releasing like the director's cut of it on HBO. Um, but I don't, I think he, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was with DC now. I'm not sure. Either way, I knew he, we all knew he was sexist based on the jokes he's made in the Marvel universe and shit. (laughs) But, uh,
1: but then, I mean, you think about what Buffy did as a show. mm -hmm. I mean, he wasn't the only one writing. There were some amazing female writers that are, should be credited with all of that. But yeah. Yeah. So Justice League's Ray Fisher slams Joss Whedon. Yep. It was. Yeah. So. So it was old stuff coming back out. But, yes, since then, um, Buffy, the actress who played Buffy, the actor who played Spike, who's, like, one of her primary love interests, and then, like, three or four other lead characters, Mm -hmm. including ones that I met – one of them follows me on Instagram (laughs) – have all, like, released statements saying that, like, they love – their, like, time with Buffy and their characters and the fans, but they, like, either were telling stories that they had with Joss Whedon or, like, Sarah was, like, she doesn't want her name to be connected with Joss. Like, she doesn't support anything that's going on. She supports the survivors. Um, but she also, like, didn't want to talk about it anymore because she's a busy mother yeah. in a pandemic. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, it, it sucks
0: because, I mean, the character, like... Um, both Wanda and Vision, like, were basically created... I mean, like, the characters in the MC were basically created by Joss because their first movie was the one he... So they were cast by him and stuff. Um, I mean, Paul Bettany was already, like, the voice of Jarvis, so it was... But, yeah, I mean, it kind of Is he involved
1: in WandaVision at all?
0: No, but the fact that, like, he chose them (laughs) in the original in Age of Ultron where Uh, he started, or where he directed.
1: One of the main Buffy characters, like, in the main friend group... um, Mm -hmm. Is in Wandavision. She plays the yeah blonde I, neighbor. Yes, think?
0: yeah, I knew that. Somebody pointed it out. Wow. Yeah. Um, so no, he's not. I mean, I- I'm just wow. saying that like he the he's the got his fingers Avengers all movie, in
1: there.
0: Yeah, the good. second Avengers movie he he um, directed. He I guess he cast Elizabeth Olsen, which she's one of the best actresses I've ever seen. So good on him for doing yeah. that. But it just kind of like well, <laughs> yeah, he's his his the. He has lasting, especially through WandaVision, you know, his input has been lasting in the MCU, which, I mean, eh,
1: so. I just want to say, to be clear, I know that, like, there have always been major instances of homophobia and, like, racism um, in the Buffy series. It has Mm -hmm. not aged well, but for it to also be, like, on a, like, he, the first Buffy actress to speak out said that she was like fat shamed, ridiculed for her religion, fired after she had her baby, like that is.
0: Wild, he asked her. He so. asked her if she want if she was going to keep it, referring to her baby, yeah. which is so. the most insensitive thing you can basically ever fucking say to somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: um. asshole. At this point, like I'm no longer going to be inspired or connected to creators because my two big things have been ruined. I mean, not ruined, but... And I know other people are in the exact same yeah. boat, but it's like, really? These are my top two. What the yeah. fuck?
0: Um, well, we can we can talk about what we're actually going to talk about today, 10 minutes into the podcast. Well, I guess if oh, you've yeah, seen the title, it. you probably know.
1: Yes. Today, we're going to talk <laughs> about, um, or we're going to read to you, some of our old writing from a high school... Um, The idea for this, I had just randomly, we pushed our recording date back and not, like, I, um, because I'm busy and shit and with my new editing Mm -hmm. job, and I was thinking about my first editing job, which was for my high school literary magazine, in which Boku of my writing was published. I haven't looked through it yet at all, so who knows what kind of content you guys are going to be getting today, from me at least. So, if I read
0: my writing from you to high from high school, it would basically just be my <laughs> my fanfic and then like z- number 0 draft for the things I'm currently working on. So, I have stuff from like freshman year of college or- and sophomore year of college. And-
1: yes. Sounds good. So, who's going to start. Are you nervous? I don't no.
0: We should I'm thinking like what if we just have a podcast where we do like we record an entire audiobook. Like we re- we just read Twilight. <laughs>
1: I think that's not allowed. That would be more
0: entertaining than this.
1: (laughs) We could read Romeo and Juliet, though.
0: Mm, yes. Because it's in the public domain. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. That's what you meant, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you can go first. You already have it open.
1: (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's going to be a little poem. I wrote this um, during my creative writing program thing that I did at Columbia University. I was like sitting in the library, a weird little high schooler, in you know, over my head, desperate to write something that was good, um, not willing to put down anything on paper that was actually meaningful to me for fear of rejection and failure. Mm, what a concept. Um, so this is a poem called Laughter. <laughs> it's L-A in parentheses, U-G-H, and then T-E-R in parentheses. <laughs> so the middle, UG is isolated. One of my favorite songs. Ugg by BTS. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a okay. great song. Oh I like the concept. <laughs> it's so gross. Okay.
0: I mean, should I go pull up the poems I wrote about guys when I was, like, ten? I mean, if that's what we really want to hear, I should go find that. <laughs> it's,
1: not, sure. it's not, like, embarrassing gross. It's just, I. it's, like, gross words because... I was trying to be, like, edgy and artistic. Even mm. though it's not edgy and artistic. It's just like, fuck, really fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck, No, no, no. It's just like, you. here, let me just read it instead of this. <laughs> it. Go. Okay. A glossy soap bubble slipped around her heart, snickered up his throat, wrapped around your tongue, and forced my lips apart. Um. Clearly, I was trying to, well, I guess it is kind of telling. I don't know. To me, that uh, really evokes m- all of my discomfort with love and affection.
0: Mm. <clears throat> yes. Something I've always it, been I feel like uncomfortable there's some, with. some feels like there's some repressed sexual things going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Well, I have a poem that I wrote in beginning poetry in college. And it actually has a reference to St. Thomas Warren <laughs> in it.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited!
0: which is where we went to school together. I don't remember what year this was, maybe fourth grade or fifth grade, where we'd have like bonus recess on like Fridays. If we did like, if the whole class was well-behaved the whole week, we'd have like extra recess at the end of the day or something. Hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I, don't I don't know. That if, well, that, that's what the reference is, even though this has nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember why I wrote this, but you know, I just wrote it. So it's called Remember Me as a Time of Day which is just stunning. Um, Please don't remember me as the way I put my head down when I got upset or the way my voice got high when I tried to tell you to forget. Please don't remember me as the tear stained pillow or half smoked cigarette laying in my kitchen that you probably left. That is not an STM reference. We did not smoke at STM. Remember me as a time of day, a Friday at three, the feeling of jumping off a swing before the weekend begins or running before it made you so damn out of breath. Remember me as the buzz you already had on a Friday afternoon because you simply couldn't wait. Remember me as freedom and warmth as 2 p.m. drowsiness turned to 3 p.m. life. Remember me as a time of day so you won't have to remember why I left. (laughs) Ta-da! Pretty sure it's about someone dealing with addiction and me leaving them because of it, so. Which I have never experienced in my life. Really? Really? No, I've never had to leave someone because of addiction.
1: That's no question. Um, no, but it was very well written. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I'm trying to pull stuff up. I thought it would be easier. For some reason, um, God, this just tells you so much about the way I organize my shit. I have a I file dedicated. Huh?
0: So I already know everything to know about your organization habits. <laughs>
1: That is true. This is just sort of, like, a fun example of how bad I am. Um, I have, like, my Carolina stuff in one folder, but no writing stuff in that folder. But then I have a folder called The Good Stuff, and I was just supposed to remember that that had writing in it.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think but, everyone deals with, like, naming a folder in the moment, and then you have no clue why you named it that, and it's, like, totally not... The- yeah...
1: Don't my work you should see my Google Drive for work. It is so beautiful and normal and legible nice. and curated. I'm proud I of you. You might have to go ahead and and read one as I continue to scroll through here. Alright. I'm see. a horrible person. I'm
0: not a horrible person. I mean we could just sit in silence and edit all this out.
1: I mean if you want to. <laughs> could just stare at each other um so
0: i have what i would what i love to do um which another thing i love taylor swift for is that recently like when she came out with folklore and and evermore she specifically said like because everyone was like oh my god like it, there's this song about a breakup like did you guys break up and she's like no i just like came up with these characters i'm not writing about like myself anymore i just came up with these characters in this story and like i love to do that in poetry and stuff and in writing like not everything has to be about your life <laughs> even though that that stupid one professor i had wanted you to write every like anything that you can't write about whatever hasn't happened to you yet like okay
1: i'm so mad at that professor sure ma'am
0: um or anything that, like, couldn't happen to you. I mean, yes, there's obviously boundaries. with Like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to write, I don't know, from the perspective of a gay character. Like, I don't have that experience. But at the same time, I want to, what if I want to write about doing a drug I've never done? Like, I can do enough research and figure out, like, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> writing. So, yes, I wrote a lot about, like, other, I don't know, for my poetry, I took from, like, my writing, like, from my um novels and stuff and like wrote kind of based on those characters and did did stuff like that. Um and my favorite type of poem is well not my favorite type of poem, but I really love imitation poetry and we had to do one also in my beginning poetry class. And uh my favorite poem, one of my favorite poems, this is probably my favorite poem is Annabelle Lee, um by by the great Poe. And uh yeah. Did we <laughs> that read sounded, that in middle school? That sounded so fake. I probably um, we probably did and they I actually put I actually put that poem and then like that poem in the way my my novel is currently laid out which has nothing to do with if it ever gets published what it's going to be but the way like I laid it out myself was like I put Annabelle Lee at the very beginning and then like before the big end section that's kind of the main part of the book I put this poem which is my like version it's an imitation of it about those characters so it's literally called awesome. A Kingdom It's called A Kingdom by the Sea, which is like the main kind of line in Annabelle Lee. Um, And the name of my novel is Unattainable Reality, and that's the first line. So, unattainable reality may be a hyperbole, a hopeless possibility. It was many and many a year ago in A Kingdom by the Sea. The islands called you by name like he did that night in the dark. Gentle touch, quiet whispers brought you there and then brought you back again. 50 feet drop, breath lost, week lost, him lost. Islands went away but never did. Time infinite, but at what cost? Falling, 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 you never forgot the feeling, never healing. He left and you watched the second hand tick through the hours, never moving. On that last day, you remembered flying through the sky, through the night tide, holding your hand as he let it fall, you fall, through the mist, a last embrace, a last kiss. The sea called him by name like he did that night in the dark. Gentle waves, quiet, quiet bubbles brought you in your tomb by the sea, in your tomb by the bellowing sea the
1: oh i love that
0: i love there's Anna, um oh, i love poe just because well i love annabelle lee because it's so rhymy and that's what i love to write about so i was like of course i'm gonna pick a poem that's so rhymy
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um there's Was it uh oh cassandra clare's like most recent mortal instruments spinoff book makes a lot of Annabelle Lee references and, like, tries to be inspired by that in the same way, but honestly, I like the way you do it so much better. Also, her (laughs) most recent series just sucks, but, um... Damn. Yeah. It does! I love her books, but I do not love those ones. Yeah. Um, They're also, like, very... Like, everything was resolved because it's a sequel series, um, and she clearly just got mad about Trump and, like, re-ruined everything in that universe instead of making new characters or a new story and like it's a very thinly veiled like reenactment of US politics Mm. but it's not done creatively or poignantly or in any way that like teaches you something new so yeah I could see how that would be irritating (laughs) yeah Mm. and I get it it's like probably therapeutic to write but I just don't want to read another person screaming into like the ether about how much things suck
0: Yeah. I I watch enough late night talk shows to
1: Yep, it's definitely it's exactly that. It's what late night talk shows do, which is why I also do not like But like without the jokes.
0: (laughs) To to lighten (laughs) it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I found one Mm -hmm. that I wrote for Lawrence. It's called The Dance Floor's Empty. Semicolon. God, I hate my titles. your (laughs) semicolon your beer your beer cans full of glitter that sounds
0: like the title of a tadric hall song
1: of a what a tadric hall Hall song song. (laughs) thank you does he use semicolons
0: no I'm just saying the glitter the glitter thing like that just sounds like
1: (laughs) your beer cans full of glitter there you go oh and there's also a period in there oh perfect because I'm weird there's this whole, side tangent, again, surprise, surprise. There's this um, whole, like, subset of Harry Potter fanfiction writers. They typically write either, like, pre-Harry Potter or after Harry Potter stuff. Like, it's never the where the books actually took place. But they, it's all very poetic and prosy, and they fuck around with, like, titles and punctuation and formatting. And, like, left-align, right-align, center, all that stuff. So this is where... Um, I mean,
0: that's very well. Like, what I love playing with punctuation in poetry, and that's exactly what I would like. So it makes total sense that you write more poetically because that's literally what you do in poetry—you add as yeah. many crazy punctuation shit as you want, and it doesn't matter.
1: Yes, I also have separated each of these chunks with little as or um, yeah asterisk. Okay, two days ago he shattered a window. The broken glass got stuck in his fingers. The details here don't matter. What matters is it happened and also that nobody was surprised. They'd all been expecting it, really. She saw him right after, in the hallway between classes. He was easy to see. He stood out. It wasn't the blood on his hands or the glass dust in his hair. It was the sense of purpose he seemed to have now. He looked like he actually had somewhere to go. That was new. She wanted to follow him or say something, maybe, but she didn't. There was a lot of blood and he was walking fast and a lot of people were staring. That night, he shows up at her house. He parks at the curb, walks up to the porch. It's too late to knock, and all the lights are off. He knows he should leave, but instead he walks to the railing and leans on it and looks out at the street because he can't think of anything else to do. It's 3 a.m. She can't sleep. She keeps seeing his hand dripping blood. She's angry at herself for not saying anything today. She could call him, but she won't. She goes downstairs to get water and Advil p.m. the shelf with the pills (laughs) is too high and too cluttered for her to actually see she's on her toes feeling around for a bottle that's the right size but she keeps grabbing the regular Advil. she doesn't know why she keeps putting it back if she took it out maybe she'd find the Advil pm faster she starts to cry (laughs) his hair is the most absolute mess that's what she thinks when she sees him through the front door She's on her way back to her room with the blue pills in the water, and she sees him leaning on the stupid railing. She slips out onto the porch. He turns around. He's got a bomber jacket on, and his hands are in his pockets. (laughs) They don't say much. She's mad, but she's also relieved. She ends up getting in his car. neither one's sure what the plan is. They're both too scared to ask. It doesn't matter. Being alone feels worse than whatever this is. He drives fast, but she doesn't feel the need to point it out. This means a lot to him. He likes to drive at night on the highway. When it's dark out and he's speeding, the lampposts flicker through the car windows, and the world's a heartbeat of light and shadow, and it's something he can see and feel and almost hear. When she's there, it gets more intense. There's no real reason why. At some point, he slows down. By then, she's asleep in the passenger seat. The sky's starting to get orange, but it's still mostly dark. They're in a beach-access parking lot. She wakes up. There are still a lot of stars. She looks over at him. He's looking up at the sky through the windshield. Eventually, she yells at him. He yells back. It's like touching. It feels good. (laughs) Now they're in a dark room. The floor is dusty. Somebody's lit a few candles, but it doesn't matter. He's on top of her. She's touching him. He's closer to her than he's ever been before, and she can feel his breath on her neck. It's starting to fog up her chest, and soon she won't be able to see. All done. how did they
0: end up from a beach to a room
1: <laughs> that's a good question
0: <laughs> my um, favorite thing it's like the hardest thing in writing is writing
1: transition shit <laughs> so you I just don't know it ever pointed that out too and i definitely wrote it for a class um yeah it was so this is something i did in creative writing nonstop. was i would take like, my primary story idea, I didn't have a new story idea until a couple of years ago. I was, like, operating on the one thing I thought of in middle school all through high school Same. and college. I have not had a new story idea in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. so I'm a writer, um, everyone. And I just could not have, I never for a writing assignment, wrote in a different world. I always went back to those characters. Um, yeah. So it was, I was probably just way too familiar with that. And that's, like, the climax sort of moment. Um, that I know is supposed to happen in the story. So in, I know that there is a beach house at the beach that they go to. Um, Yeah. But I guess I was so familiar with it. I forgot to put that in there. I mean, I
0: think it's honestly, because like the sentences are like so concise and stuff, it kind of, I mean, it doesn't really like, it's not a huge thing. I don't don't think it matters that much, but I really I think
1: they're a little too concise though.
0: I feel like it reminded me a lot of like the stuff that, I would write in in Lawrence's class, too. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. I like it. I like how they're just completely. It's kind of the same thing as you know who these people are, but I like how it's a complete mystery to anyone because there's no names or anything. It's just like these ghosts are walking around. (laughs) I love it.
1: I think also, too, it was very like. Not that that ever happened to me, but it was something that I always wanted to do was drive to the beach when I was having a bad day. Um, which we've talked the about. Beach in other by all time low. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part of that story, though, is the Tylenol.
0: Or Advil. Yeah, you mean Advil. It's not Tylenol.
1: <laughs> but how fucking yeah. relatable is that moment when you're like trying to get something and you keep putting it back?
0: And you just like start sobbing and it's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. That's you the most like, me like... thing ever.
0: Yeah. It's usually related to to hormones if like one bad thing happens and i just start sobbing and i'm like okay this is definitely what it's like when you're pregnant i follow a lot of pregnant youtubers and let me just say they are emotional af
1: <laughs>
0: i'm like oh god uh hormones are That's hilarious insane anyway um cool i also have something i wrote for for lawrence's class it's a lot darker <laughs> and stupid oh. and i love it um okay, it, I'm ready. it's it's very genre and it was the i think it was the first thing i wrote and i was terrified because like I, I kind of had this idea in my head you can't write genre this is like this is college creative writing you have to write literary stuff you can't write anything yeah. in sort of sci-fi or anything but he was so welcoming to that let me see yeah i think this was the very first thing i wrote and it's kind of based on it was i kind of have over, I've talked about this, but over like high school, I kind of wrote three novels and two of them were sort of fleshed out and the last one really wasn't, but it still was like enough writing. And then I had like this fourth idea that I just have some scenes written for and never really like um, written anything in terms of long form at all for it. But this is like kind of based on that, based on that like one of the scenes that I had written for it and uh, I I like changed up the characters and stuff, but this is kind of based on that because, you know, we never write anything new <laughs> in this, on this podcast, we don't write anything new. Um, Let's see. It's not very long, but it's broke. Well, it's kind of, long. <laughs> it's broken into like t- two parts.
1: Yeah. Maybe you can read part one. And then if people are interested, read part two next time.
0: Yeah. Basically it's like part one is like now parts, part two, two is then part one is now again. So it's kind of like a flashback in the middle. So It's called Gone, because I literally just named all my stories that I wrote in college one word.
1: Uh, (laughs) We're so different. (laughs)
0: uh, I don't know. But yes, I always did one word titles. Um, So part one, now. Uh, You'll be able to tell what type of story this is. They have claws, sharp daggers. Some even have claws in their feet because they walk on all fours. We've reverted back to the Stone Age, back to when we stepped outside and risked everything to do so. You mean like COVID? At one time, that's not in there. At one time in the not so distant past, the vulgar being standing in front of me was me, a human, <laughs> hot red blood coursing through its veins, a human with emotions, language, social tendencies. But now its brains have turned to mush and its blood has turned to dust. And the only way it doesn't crumble, the only way it doesn't disintegrate into the earth is if it feeds. And right now it's about to feed on me. Ooh, <laughs> it's beady <laughs> pink eyes stare through me while a mangled piece of intestine falls out of its midsection it doesn't seem to notice its loss of guts as it lunges on me with a surprising amount of force but i happen to notice i look into its eyes and smile deciding to give the monster a show i pretend to struggle pretend to be sick out of my mind pretend to be scared but this isn't my first rodeo oh dear god Oof. that's a classic line i <laughs> uh. love it I think this writing is bad, but the actual, like, visuals are so gross. The creature's jaw falls out on top of me, landing with a gooey plop of my already blood-stained shirt. My blood, who knows, as if it really matters anymore. A string of crusty saliva mixed... I haven't read this in so long. You know? A string of crusty saliva mixed with powdery insides dribbles from the place where the jaw disappeared. A remnant of some muscle turned gray dangles in midair. The smell is something you get used to. When the entire world reeks of death, you begin to hone in on other senses. So I barely flinch when he or she exhales their hot exhales their hot noc- noxious? Is that, how you pronounce mm-hmm. that word? Okay, yeah. noxious fumes down my face and straight into my nostrils. A couple remaining teeth fall out along the way, dropping on my face like fat wet raindrops. That is a terrible analogy. Ew. They have I can't I I wonder why Lawrence liked this so much. It's so gruesome. They have flesh on... I I think this is what I was watching The Walking Dead like intensely. They have flesh on them. Real flesh, I can tell. Human skin is hard to miss in a world of grey. I almost want to touch it to feel what it feels like again, but that would make me just a little more of a psychopath than I admit to being at the moment. I'm hungry. I feel the pain of emptiness more than the weight of the idiot lying on me. But this isn't new. I'm always hungry. It's a persistent fact now. And so I start chanting my own little mantra like I do. Slightly louder than usual, because maybe, just maybe, I want to attract more beasts to come and give me a real challenge. Fuck you, fuck this world, and fuck you insides. Oh, good. I remember everyone in the class laughing at that. (laughs) Um, This is so bad. Oh, wow, this is a great... Okay, so this isn't the Gettysburg Address or the speech at the end of Independence Day. Maybe more like a line from the Star Wars prequels. Oof, the shade. But have you ever tried to come up with an idea when you're hungry? Don't lie. It never works, and you damn well know it. So there you go. I haven't been able to come up with a sufficient idea in a good long while. So fuck you for thinking I'm still as smart as I was. That all changed along with everything else, which sure as hell includes my tendency to curse. <laughs> I'm a little too self-aware. <laughs> <sighs> well, now is as good of time as any, I suppose. My name is Ember Hale. I forgot how old I am. I stopped keeping track of time long ago. I guess you can say I'm sort of a legend. Everyone is nowadays. There's only a few of us left. I live somewhere, not quite sure where anymore. I think it used to be a city. There's about one building still standing, so there's that. My family is long gone. Everyone I knew before is gone. Not even sure where they went. Not sure where everything went. The world is just gone. How many times can I say the title (laughs) in this? All right, two more sentences. Well, two little two more pieces. Well enough stalling. Here we go. Huh. My story takes us back a few years to when the world was a little cleaner and to when I was a little more innocent. I whip out my sword and swing above my head, Blund, blood turned dust powdering my face a burnt red as I slice the monster's head in two Then I laugh up at God. <laughs> and then there's like the whole ex- another section is basically like her her kind of at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse with her family and her best friend um, and how they all died, essentially. And then the final section is her like yeah her back to that moment so um i i remember it being very visual and didn't realize how bad my writing was but that's okay
1: honestly but like the way things are um laid out like it's so compelling (laughs) like well you know what i mean like yeah there's this she's in trouble so i'm like listening (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which yeah. is not
1: something that I do in my stories. I'm just like, I feel emotions. They feel well, I emotions. Like,
0: I like how I'm like, I don't remember where I live, but I do remember the Star Wars prequel. <laughs> i <I'm> like, okay.
1: <laughs> I feel <laughs> so, like that would happen,
0: though. <laughs> I know. I do have nightmares about Jar Jar, but I don't remember who I am. Yeah. Uh, I do. I think, like, I want to read... Yeah, uh, let me read like the last sentence back so then because this is like the part that i think Lawrence really loved okay and this is like back this is back in the now there uh let's see there are no happy endings especially in a life that involves every dead human on the planet
1: trying to kill you
0: so good luck and i guess i'll see you when you turn into one of them i'll probably stab you in the brain and that's the
1: end <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably stab you in the brain of course you did that
0: yeah he did that's that, awesome so well, you can read whatever you want and then we should probably
1: wrap it up. Oh, I'm fine with wrapping it up. I <laughs> okay. Just, I want to end on I'll stab you in the brain. Yeah, I'll stab you in the brain. Because we're already I at feel like, like 46 I wrote, minutes. I, know.
0: I feel like I wrote better poetry because I was way more invested in the poems I was writing, I think. It was just hard to like get invested in short stories because I've always written like long-form stories. So it was yeah. kind of hard and it was, it was more challenging for me to do that, especially because of, like, I felt so much more judged. Because a lot of the kids that were in the poetry track, like, they just kind of were, I don't know, they were less, like, intense about everything. Like, they were yeah. more just, like, they would, like, Ariana would write, like, kind of more song lyricky. And it was kind of the style that I liked to write in. So it, oh, it just, yeah. I just felt, I felt less, like, um... I don't know, less like around people that were so much better than me in the poetry track. Not saying that they weren't better than me in the poetry track, but like it felt like more normal people. (laughs) Yeah, more, more, it was because it was more accessible, I guess, than like the fiction track was. So I I definitely liked, enjoyed writing poetry better during that time, I think. But yeah, especially because reading a poem out loud is a lot easier than reading an entire short story out loud in front of your class. It's just like,
1: that is true. It's hard. It's hard. So. Yeah. well thank you for doing this with me brenda you're welcome thank you for being my friend (laughs) (laughs) okay bye
0: thanks for listening if you liked the episode feel free to give us a rating and review on your favorite
1: podcast platform of choice you can follow us on twitter at obsessed naturally or email us at an obsessive nature at gmail.com (laughs) perfect